I'm Zach Cohen, and you're listening to The Top 3 Podcast, Season 2. Welcome back to The Top 3 Podcast. I'm Miguel, here with Zach. Today we're going to be talking about the Premier League. We're going to discuss our top three contenders, but we may go into a lot of other soft topics. Zach, who's our guest today? Our guest today is another bench warmer on Hunter Varsity Soccer. He was our guest for our first Premier League episode. It's my boy, Jayong. I'm not sure how I feel about that introduction. I don't Am think I you have the facility to say that since you're also a I said boy. another, like, we're both bench warmers. It's like, it's like, the, it's, it's just a brotherhood. I'm not going to embrace it, but you do you. Anyway, um, yeah, if you recall from the first episode, I'm a Chelsea fan, so life sucks. Moving so, on. You know it's a bad one to Chelsea fans more depressing than this first fan. <laughs> As Miguel went over, our main category is going to be our, like, our top three contenders. This is being recorded on January 21st, right after Burnley beat Liverpool, uh, stopped their winning streak. So if any transfers happen between now and the Monday this comes out on, we're sorry about that. If anything happens and we didn't go over it, we're sorry we didn't go over that. We, have, we go to school, we, have to, we need time to edit it. But yeah, so first off, Jayong, Miguel, thoughts on Burnley's, one might say, historic win at Anfield a few hours back or about an hour ago? I think I'll jump in here. I am. I didn't get to watch the game, but I'm literally. I'm shocked. Like it was. I think a 68 match unbeaten streak. That sounds four and a half years, like a 1400 days. It's and of all teams, Burnley. I mean, let that sink in. That makes sense, though, in a way, because the team that sent them there was a big Sam managed team, and I guess it makes sense that it was Burnley because. Realistically, Liverpool are going to outplay the Wolves, the Brightons, the teams that play attractive football. They're not Burnley play different football. Burnley do not try to get a hundred passes and do some beautiful tiki talk. Burnley's entire strategy is get the ball up pitch, send some crosses in, maybe win a penalty, maybe score offset pieces, and it worked. And you saw how pissed Klopp was after the game. And I just want to put it out there: Klopp whines way too much. It was beautiful to watch, and that's just good old English football, one might say. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Fair exactly enough. that. Um, I mean, Burnley, yeah, it's kind of... Burnley just send long balls from their own half to Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood and inshallah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Liverpool, just watching them play, they're so lethargic. They're definitely missing their two uh, centre-backs, and today they missed Henderson as well. And they're, they're attacking... Was quite... Henderson injured? I'm not sure what happened to him. I'm I don't sure. get why Salah didn't start, Firmino didn't start. It was a very oh. weird lineup. Yeah, for and, sure. I mean, yeah. I think he took them to, Klopp took Burnley for, too easily and thought that they would roll over. And, and that's what you get, Klopp. I hate you. But whatever. After that, batch report from Zach and Jayung. Let's, Miguel, any thoughts? Um, not really. I just thought even, even if you just look at the standings, that's pretty surprising. Because if you didn't, wasn't it like 68 games at home that they hadn't lost or something like that? Yeah, and Burnley is 16th, so obviously they're not very good, but that that's pretty shocking. Yeah, I mean, Miguel, you, you have a Miguel has a distaste for um lower league teams because I tried to get him to watch Spurs Sheffield United this weekend at 9 a.m. He refused to do it. He was like Sheffield are 20th. Distaste for lower league teams. That's distaste for soccer. Why are you saying that? Cut that out, Declan. That doesn't sound <laughs> good. That doesn't care, sound that's good. That's the truth. <laughs> Also, it was 8 in the morning, and I went to sleep at 3. It was First of all, it was 9, and second of all, it was 3.30. You missed a great game, and Dombley scored an absolute screamer. Yep, you, walked, you showed it to me like five times. Bro, it was a great goal. So great. Luke. It was not a fluke. And Dombley's the best player in the Prem. It's actually him, him and Jesse Lingard, two best players in the Prem. I don't know why Zach hosts this. No, but actually, realistically, who, who do you think is the best having the best season so far, boys? Miguel? Um, for sure, Harry Kane. I mean, I think you guys would agree with that. It's my uh, North Lon- my brother from North London. We're both North London boys. Have I mentioned I'm British, guys? Oh, my God. Oh, many times. <laughs> yeah, people don't know. Yeah. Uh, adding on to that, 100% Kane's been number one for me. I think his running mate, partner in crime, the Bonnie to his Clyde, the Daniels to his Jack. Uh... I'm going to go with Sun Hyung Min. 
He's just been clinical, hasn't he? Kane has 11 assists. Yeah. I think right. eight of them have been toward... Eight of them have been to Son. Eight or nine of them have been towards Son. It's just ruthless, to say the least. And as much as this pains me to admit, Bruno's got to be up there. He's having a really good season. He's completely changed United. He was this close to coming to Spurs. Bro, imagine that Son... Yes, yeah, Spurs didn't... Spurs were going to sign him instead of Lo Celso last summer. But they want they want they proposed forty five plus twenty and I think man you wanted uh sporting pardon me wanted sixty up front. Can't say that's not justified. I mean they probably could have gotten more now. Exactly. What do you think? Um, for me, I think at least at the very beginning of the season, UCL dominant cover at Lewin, the big big England front man, uh, and Everton in general having a superb season in the beginning. They trailed off a little bit in the uh, middle of the season, but. Recently, they've gotten back to form a little bit. And DCL, man, he was just putting everything in the back of the net. He had, I he, I'm, I think he scored like five games in a row. It's, I mean, the the consist the consistency of the man was off the charts. Uh, and then since then, they they kind of, I mean, he's injured. Uh, I think hamstring injury. He's kind of fell off a cliff. And Everton in general, but yeah. I mean, if they win their two games in hand, they'll be tied for third with Leicester. Which is pretty impressive. I won't take that away from them. Yeah. yeah, no, they've completely come back recently. I think Hamas getting injured really hurt him because a lot of his goals were off of Hamas's crosses or build-up play because he's quite a player, Hamas. So I think yeah. that's definitely part of it. I'd like to add a word about Lucas Dinia. Oh, God. I love him so much. weird obsession with him. I, no, I just... I just... I, I just... I just like the way he plays. He's a good player. He puts in a lot of crosses and he's... Good at set people. Good player. That's a, a fair point. Uh, but whatever. Let's get into it. Third, third favorites for the title. Miguel, you want to kick us off? Um, sure. Um, in third, I have Man U. Um, I know they're in first right now, but I think that um, definitely Man City can make a jump, and I think even though Liverpool just lost, I think they're also gonna rebound. So I, I have. Um, Man U third. I mean, the thing is, I really don't want United to win the Prem. Like, I think I would take any other team other than Arsenal or Chelsea to win the Prem over them. Because, like, Liverpool are probably more annoying, but they won it last year, and I don't really know any Liverpool fans. The two the United fans I know... John, would you agree with me on this? It wouldn't be fun if United won the Prem. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm not going to pass judgment on this, but I'm not going to disagree either. He agrees with me. And the thing is, also, United, Liverpool fans, like, have, like, this entitledness. But they've already won the Prem, so I don't really care. Because, like, they won it, congrats. But United fans, like, they, it would just be, they'd be like, We're, we have the most Prems ever. We have the most league titles. It would just be so annoying. But, and that's why I have Spurs at third. I think that if Bergvine can get his shooting boots on. Because, realistically, Kane and Son are playing the best football they can possibly play. And... Yet, there's no third option for Spurs. Almost, like, 60% of their goals have come from either Son and or Kane, scoring or assisting. And that's a problem. That's object obviously very problematic. They need to have more goal scorers. Aurier is our fourth highest goal scorer. You don't love to see a right back. Our starting right winger hasn't scored yet, and we're halfway through the season. This is problematic, but I think in this transfer window, maybe we sign a creative player. Maybe we sign someone like, maybe Erickson comes home. We we miss him. Maybe Odegaard. Although we'll get more into Odegaard later. I just think that Spurs could actually have a real shot. Mourinho knows how to win titles. One thing I don't like about United is does Solskjaer know how to win titles? He's not a great coach. I say no. I have a question for you, Zach. I don't want to. What hear happened it. to Bale? What happened? I mean, I think part of it. I think part of it is he just doesn't really care anymore. Like he's made millions and millions upon millions of pounds. Also, I, he's, well, when he was for Spurs, at least, I didn't watch that much of him at Madrid. When he was at Spurs, he was the best player in the Prem. Part of it was because he was superbly talented, but the other part of it was because he was so much faster than everybody else on the pitch. All of his goals would just be him running by everybody, and he's been injured. He's 32. Pace he merchant. doesn't have the legs anymore. I think that's definitely part of it. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. Shall I shall I go into my title contenders? If you must. If I must. All right. Um, well, originally I had City, Liverpool, and United. But after seeing today's result, I just don't see Liverpool uh, bringing this back. I don't like. They're missing Van Dijk too much. They're missing Gomez. They're missing. They're, and they're just their front three has no cohesion at all. So I think ultimately it's going to be a two horse race between uh, Man City and Man United. And I do see. I do see Beck is shaking his head. I don't know what he's thinking about. Uh, I want you to say Tottenham. No, I just don't think United can. I think City are going to. I think it's too close for any team to run away with it. It's so tight at the Prem. Let me just look at the table right now. Between first place United. After the top three, it's a little bit of a drop off. Not a ton. If Spurs win their game in hand, they're four points behind United. If Everton win their two games in hand, they're two points behind United. Yeah, he's, he's in age math, by the way. <laughs> so, realistically, if Sp- Spurs and Everton win, win, their, win all their games in hand, there could be literally a four-point gap between first and sixth. That seems very t- tight. Uh, and it's great to watch. It is. It is. For sure. But I, I think, ultimately, Man City is going gonna, is gonna to do it. I think Pep definitely... He's the man with the experience to win titles, as well as Mourinho. But um, I think Man City, their defense was what they kind of struggled with the past few seasons, and now they got, got a good back line. They've got it figured mm-hmm. out. We'll touch on that later, but yeah. Yeah, well, we can get into more into like who we think will come first. So there's our third-place predictions. Miguel was united, me with Spurs, the greatest team the world has ever seen, and Jayong with Liverpool. But you mentioned Liverpool need a centre-back because their two starting centre-backs have gone down. Who should team sign this winter? So... You said center back. Do you have any names? Sven, I think Sven Botman might be a good get for them. Who? I think he's on Leo. Sven Botman. He's on Lost Leo. Okay, yes, I was right about that. But yes, so I think Sven Botman would be good for them. And maybe Spurs, I don't know, Roden looked really good, so maybe Spurs don't need a center back. But Liverpool could use as a center back. I think Chelsea could need a third or fourth choice center back. I. Mm, Arsenal I, could use everybody. Except for a left back and a winger. Nice foreshadowing, my friend. Nice. Um, I, I haven't really thought about names in general. Uh, in, sorry, specifically for, for Liverpool. But uh, since you mentioned Chelsea, I, I, I don't think... I think the... I think it's just Frank Lampard. Like, at the end of the day. He has no experience. I think he had, he had like, a season and a half at Derby, which is stepping up to Chelsea's... A, Quite a quite a big leap, and uh, he doesn't have anything to fall back on. I think his job is on the line. We've been woeful. Our form is absolutely atrocious. It's beautiful. And like, I'm speaking the truth, man. It's and, beautiful uh, to watch. I. Anyway, uh, I think our, our our squad is. We have like, I think I think I have the facility to say that Chelsea have one of the most uh, depth. Uh, in the in the league, but I just deepest squads, the deepest squad. Yes, that is exactly what I was going for. Uh, but I just don't think Frank Frank knows. He doesn't know how to make them work together. Like he spent over two hundred million in the summer. It's not happening. Yeah, it's completely fair. Like Timo Werner, Kai Havertz. Yes, they're young. Yes, it's a new league. Yes, it's a weird year. COVID definitely played an impact. But if you're paying one hundred forty million for two players who have played together on the German national team, who are Champions League caliber players, who are two of the most sought-after players in the window, transfer window, and you can't make either of them work, that says more about the manager. For sure. At least Chilwell worked out for you guys, and Thiago Silva. Yeah, Chilwell, Thiago Silva, uh, Mendy. I don't think it's Mendy's. He's at fault for any of the bad form we've been in. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, other teams I think Chinook signing City need a striker. They don't have a striker. Uh, Holland. Maybe the summer would be great for them. His dad did play for City, if that means anything. Mm. United, right winger, <coughs> Jaden Sancho. Not happening. Might happen now. Uh, or defensive midfielder, maybe Zakaria from uh, Mönchengladbach. Or, and I think they probably need another center back, because if you want to win the league, you can't have Baye and Maguire as your two center backs, especially because Baye is so injury prone. Uh, I... It's not top list of priority. I think United are... 
No, no, I think they have a fairly good squad. I think right wingers where they mainly need a player though. Who who do they play right now? Greenwood doesn't start every game. Uh, Martial, but he's I, he's more of a striker. I don't know what they're doing. Or they play a four diamond in midfield. Oh. Arsenal. Buendia, I think would be a good signing. Uh, like you mean for backup for Smith Rowe? Or just to rotate or more depth? Or because Smith Rowe is young and Buendia would be good. Or they need a, another center back. Arsenal just need everything, actually. The only thing they don't. Okay, how many players do they have that they realistically want, need, can keep? Sokka? Yeah. Tierney? Leno. Leno and Party. That's it. Those are the. And, Ga and um, Gabriel. Mardinelli? I don't see him ever being more than like... I, do you think he can be the starting striker for a Champions League team? I guess I'm just going to say he's young and go with that. Okay, maybe. But they need they have a lot of holes. I think Odegaard would be in a fantastic loan for them. He would be so, he'd make so much sense. Can I, just, can I just trash Real Madrid a little bit? Go here? for it. Yeah, I... I'm a Barca fan predominantly, but... They've handled this atrociously. Huh? Real Madrid have handled this entire Odegaard thing atrociously. I mean, they're just a bit of an atrocious team, right? Being knocked out of uh, by a third division team? How's Barcelona? Okay, calm down. <laughs> third division. That's levels, bro. That's levels. Who won the last um, El Clasico? Real Madrid are above Barcelona. Although Atleti are running away with it. They are. I would be game in hard. hand on Real and Barca, and seven points ahead of Real. Real. Surprised that Simeone didn't win it. Yeah. Uh, Miguel, any thoughts here? Okay. I guess my only thing would be, um, maybe I'm also wrong about this, but do you think Arsenal would make any big signings? Because like, since they're they're in like what tenth place, do you think they're gonna try to make any? realistic move to try to advance themselves this season or do you think they'll just wait until the season's over i mean what players are trying to join them mid-season it's a covid market so it's going to be harder for players to join it there's less money to go around uh they're no, I'm, I'm trying to make the argument that they shouldn't but i'm just like oh well i mean them. i think that the a good signing who they tried to get this summer i have no idea how to pronounce his name from leon oyer oyer mm -hmm. how's it jayon Hussam Awar. Awar. That's how you pronounce it. As I mentioned earlier, Fr the French teams are in dire need of cash. Their TV deal fell through. So they really... I didn't know about that. Yeah, it fell through. And, like, they... A lot of the teams are might go bankrupt. So the play players are being sold quite cheaply now. So I think Awar might be a signing that they might look into. And the last thing I want to look at... Well, I think Villa and Wolves both need strikers. You know who I think Villa should go for? John, this might hurt you a little bit. Tammy. It doesn't hurt me at all. I want him out of the club. He he played for them when they were in the championship. And he's, could, he should see the writing on the wall that he's the third-choice striker behind it, Timo and um, Giroud. I, I don't think Villa need a striker. The thing is, I think Oliwat Traore and El Ghazi and Trezeguet, are, neither of them are convincing enough on the wing if they want to make a Euro European push. So, if I'm Villa, I move Watkins to right wing and then put a real striker up top. That's interesting. I didn't that's, think about that. That's what I would do. Because Watkins definitely play on the wing. Yeah, I, I rate him a lot. After that very concise conversation about which signings teams should make, let's get into our second favorites for the Premier League title. Um, second, I have Liverpool. I know they just lost, but I think um, that despite despite the loss, I think that they have been playing decent. I mean, they're, they're in fourth place. I think that they can still make a push. It's possible that this loss may motivate them. And I think you can't base everything off um, that single loss. So I think I think Liverpool is, in, is my second favorite team um, to make a push and possibly win. I agree with you on Liverpool being second. I hope they really start to turn it around after they get trounced 5-0 away at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think it's the only realistic way they can do well this season. They have to lose against Spurs. It's just a mental thing. Because otherwise, I think it just makes the most sense for them. Because, yes, I think... I, will this be a turning point for Liverpool? Like, as a Spurs fan, do I want them to lose to Burnley? Part of me is like, yes, I want them to continue skidding. But another part of me is like... Part of me is like, will this be the wake-up call? They should have had three wake-up calls by now. They do not look good. It's just, 
their attack, who everybody was saying, best attack in Europe. Salah and Mane can't score. Firmino, his, Firmino's never a great shooter, but his passing has been so poor recently. Thiago, who should be able to unlock these players, can't do it. Part of it, I think, is down to Trent being much, much worse this season. Mm-hmm. And their, se- their center backs being poor, so the midfielders and fullbacks as well have to stay a little further back to protect them. Exactly. But they should just be much better. But Liverpool are on- the only real team I can th- see threatening City if they were to. Because I think Klopp has it in. Klopp, they're mentality monsters, or that's what Klopp claims. Klopp's a really good coach, and they have quality players. They just sign a center back, fix it up, they'll be good. Yeah, I think a proper center back so that at least they really miss Fabinho on the midfield because he's done a brilliant job at center back, but they, they their midfield's getting run over, and they're just not helping their attack either. So, yeah. Shall I – I mean, I, I touched on this before already, but I think United – I think I have United second – I think Bruno is just brilliant. He's, I think he he's able to carry uh, carry United up to second. And also, um, I mean, I just it's not even that United are that good. It's that all the other teams are worse. If that makes sense. No, I mean it feels kind of similar to your where Leicester won the league when all the other teams like Leicester. I'm not going to say, like, Leicester were, like, Man City centurion level. They were a good team. They were an overachieving mid-table team. In a normal year, they come fourth or fifth, or fifth or sixth. Maybe they squeak into the Europa League. All the other big teams had a down year, and that's what happened. They're doing pretty well this year. No, but they're a much better team now. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Bruno. Would you say Bruno's the best midfielder in the Prem? And let's get into it, like... Who do you say the best defender is, best midfielder, and best forward is this season? Miguel, you want to start that off? Uh, yeah. Uh, should we start with midfielder since that's what we were talking about? I mean, I think it makes sense to go from defender, but if yeah, you want to go with midfielder. I have, I have Bruno as one of my four, uh, three. I have uh, De Bruyne also and Jack Grealish. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. Jack Grealish. Uh, at my midfielder, at forward, I have... Harry Kane, who I mentioned, is as a um, Jamie Vardy, son, who you also mentioned. He's and, having a party. And Mosala. Um, and then defender, we mentioned Thiago Silva and Matty Cash. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned two big si- two signings this summer. I think we'll get into it right after this. But for defender. I'm going to go with another signing. Two signings, I think, have been the best defensive players. Emmy Martinez. It's been a massive upgrade over Heaton or Rina in goal for Villa. And Ruben Diaz completely transformed their defense. It's remarkable to see. Uh, for midfield, Bruno's the obvious answer. I think Hoiberg's having a quiet, a great season. He's. I was kind of skeptical, skeptical of him. I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to be the Danish Harry Winks, as someone might might have said. But he's been really good. Mason Mount has been Chelsea's best player this season, in my opinion. I kind of don't like Mason Mount because I don't think he should start over Grealish or Madison on the England team. But I can see why after watching him this seasons. And I also got my boy Ndombele. He's so good. His footwork, his dribbling, his silky feet, his passing. And, and then that goal against Sheffield United. It's just beautiful. He's just a beautiful player. And then, think that's, I think that's well, bias, Jayon. Um, he's having a great it, season. It's I think the bias is coming through just yeah, a little too. bit. Me too. Continue I mean, and for striker, I'm going to, I I have Grealish as a forward because he's playing more of a winger. But I have Kane, Son, Grealish, and Danny Ings. Just quality player, isn't he? Been injured a little bit. Yeah, but when he plays it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Transforms that satellite inside. All right. Um, so for my best defender mids and forwards are rather, I guess, most impressive. Kind of the same thing. But uh, we mentioned a lot of the same players. I On my list, I have Emmy Martinez. I agree with everything that Zach said. Looks so confident in his box. I have uh, Ruben Diaz as well. Him and the resurgence of John Stones, 
what a partnership, by the way. I think Stone's on a start in the Euros. I mean, deserves it at this point. But uh, there was this in the games that Ruben Diaz and John Stones have played together. Haven't they kept a clean sheet in all but one? And the one they didn't was like an own goal by Ruben Diaz. Which is yeah, which is just. I mean, it, it will change in a few weeks once when Harry Kane and Son tear them a new one. But we move, we move. And uh, for my mids, I have Hoiberg as well. I have Mason Mount. He's single-handedly saved Frank's job for a couple more weeks. Uh, and then also I have Emil Smith-Rowe. I think he, along with Bukayo Saka, which is one of my forwards, they have reinvigorated that Arsenal team. They were languishing in like 15th a couple of weeks ago. Which for uh, a club the size of Arsenal is just shocking, uh, but uh, Saka and Smith Rowe, I mean they've proven that they deserve the starting place places um, ahead of the the senior players like Willian. Jesus, I don't know why they got Willian. Uh, it didn't make sense then. It doesn't make sense now. And Saka's displaced seventy three million Pepe. It's ridiculous. I mean, I just. Don't, don't see anything that warrants 72 million price tag on Pepe's head, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we mentioned Ruben Diaz, Emmy Martinez, Hoiberg, all these players who were new signings. Who do you think the best and most influential signings of the summer were? Miguel, you want to start us off? I mean, we are. I mean, we already. I guess you guys are going to talk about the more big signings, but I think two signings that. We haven't really talked about yet. Um, James Rodriguez, I think he did well before he's injured now, right? Uh, he's just coming back. Okay. Well, before his injury, I think he did really well. Um, and also Ollie Watkins on Aston Villa. He scored six goals in his first seven games. So I think both of them have been surprisingly good this season. Yeah. I mean, Ollie Watkins tore it up in the championship for Brentford. I was kind of skeptical. Championship is the second division of English soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, for those who don't know. But, so, obviously I was a little skeptical. Could he make the jump? He did. He's in quality. I'm going, I think it's Ruben Diaz has got to be the best signing of the summer just because of how influential he's been. But Hoiberg is pretty darn good, hasn't he? Reguillon? Yeah, that's those are... Doherty just because he made Aurier better. <laughs> Fuel for him. He was so good at Wolves. I don't know what he's done. Oh, and Diego Jota. Diogo. Diogo Jota. No, I, Diego I, Jota. <laughs> you've done well here. You've done well here. Uh, I Yeah, Jota was fantastic in the beginning of the season. It's a shame he got injured because I think... Oh, and Timo Werner. And... Oh, never mind. <laughs> Uh, but as I was saying about Jota, I think he he made Liverpool's uh, front three of Salamane and Firmino better because he just provided that competition for them. And like like the similarly that uh, what Zach said about Doherty making Arya better, Jota made all of the front three better. And now that he's sidelined for a little bit, we're seeing the repercussions of that. Yeah. I mean, I think that you can't put it down to Jota being injured for them not wor working well. I think part of it is Klopp plays a very high-intense st style. The strikers have to press so much. And with this being a shorter season, less rest between games, and them having to, and the front three basically not having been changed for almost all of Klopp's tenure there, it's going to have an effect on them. But yeah, let's get into our favorites to win the Premier League title this season. Miguel? Um, so first, I'm going to go with Man City. Uh, they're right behind Man United right now, but I think that I have Man United as my third team, but I think Man City is, is my, I think they're going to win. I mean, I mean, I don't really have much to say about it. I just, that's what I think. Yeah, like, let's not overthink it. Probably the best center back pairing right now. Pro probably, in my opinion, and the best player in the Premier League, in De Bruyne. And they have talented. They have so many talented players all over the pitch. Morris, Bernardo, Raheem Sterling, Phil Foden. I hate Sterling. Sterling sucks. You've, I mean, Sterling does a lot of work against racism, but like, okay, you can hate him. Do you? Do you? You're just twisting yeah. words here and there. No, no, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Each their own. 
Declan, take this shit out, bro. <laughs> no, keep it in. Sterling does do a lot of stuff against racism. So maybe you can hate how he plays. That's fair. I should have. I think that's what he was talking about, Zach. But you really? Wow. <laughs> I don't want to make assumptions. It's 2021. You don't want to make assumptions after making a big assumption. Wow. But the point remains, Sterling, I think his finish, it's weird. He's not a good finisher, but he's good at everything else. He's not good at picking a barber either. Oh. <laughs> well, now, now we're just getting personal. He, he also has a really silly run if we're going to get into it. T-Rex. <laughs> he does. But Aguero hasn't scored in a year. But if he ever, you know Aguero hasn't scored in a full calendar year in the Prem? That's crazy. I know, but if Aguero can find his shooting boots again, I think they can win the league. I think they should be they gotta be the favorites. They just don't give up goals anymore, do they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm and surprised you didn't mention that Spurs were gonna trample them next time, though. I mean Spurs will trample them. It will give them the wake up call. We're playing them in like four weeks, three weeks. It will give them the wake up call they so drastically need and then they'll, they'll they won't lose us another game as Spurs come second by ten points. No, that won't happen. Liverpool will come second, in my opinion. So, Jayong, you, you think City will win the Prem? I agree. I but agree. you hate Sterling. I... I'm not a huge fan of the way he plays soccer. Too much diving? He... I just... I guess that's part of it, but also he... I don't know. I just don't see... He kind of slows down City attack. He's not... Back passes, he doesn't dribble like he used to. I don't know. I think... Oh. There's something the gone with his confidence. This is true. I think the only thing that City have that's holding them back is, like like you mentioned before, their lack of a proper center forward. Because Jesus just hasn't been doing the job. Yeah, I think that's problematic. But they've been working with a false nine all season long. That's true. That's true. I mean, but... like. The Man City from two or three seasons ago, you would go to the Etihad and you would... You would see six goals. You would expect to get trampled, but now they don't... Now you expect to lose painfully. 1-0. This is true. This is true. They're, I mean, Pep has worked on his game management a lot, and they, I don't... Yeah, it's been good to see, because have... I thought Pep could only really play one tiki-taka style, but I think now I can see, like, maybe he could coach at other teams that don't just have supremely talented players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, just thought I should mention that he spent like 300 million on his back line and now he's finally found something, but yeah. Yeah. Speaking of City, they, the, I think they're chasing the Champions League more this season. How do you think the three Premier League teams left in the Champions League will do? And if you don't have a Premier League team winning, who do you think will make the final? Miguel, you want to kick us off? Um, yes. I think... The, the final I have, I think this is probably expected, Man City and Bayern. And personally, I think Bayern might win, but it was definitely be close. It could go either way. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have that much on the other team, uh, other Premier League teams in the Champions League. I don't think it's possible. I think that... Liverpool, to me, seems like a very boomer bust team. Like, they might lose early, or they might make it pretty far, but other than that, I don't really have that much to say. Completely fair. Uh, I think City will win it. Bayern look weak to me. They, uh, Real, Real and Barca look really weak. I, I, have, Go on. Go on. I have City being at Letty in the final. I'll be great. Pep versus Simeone. Two completely different styles of football. Yeah, I that would be absolutely fascinating. Uh, I have Chelsea going out in the round of 16 to Atleti. Just don't see them getting out of there. I don't think anybody's going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue John's with just you. depressed. He's just resigned to it. I'm like, see my face I'm right. like, Chelsea will lose their next four games. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. And I think Liverpool will make the quarterfinals. I don't know who to lose to cause, or beat. Cause like, I can't predict the draw because it's random. You don't know yet. I mean, you can predict that City's going to get the easiest team every time, but... Hey, Spurs have had a pretty easy draw in the Carabao Cup recently. We had a bye, a team that had to forfeit, Chelsea, and then we had Stoke, then Brentford, and now we're in the final. Yeah. And you see Spurs playing... Oh, did you see Spurs beat Chelsea in the Carabao Cup? I just want to make sure you saw that. My lack of response should speak well. Yeah, okay. 
and of itself. What do you think will happen in the Champions League for the Premier League teams? For the Premier League teams, we've been through Chelsea. There, unless unless they can get like a like a Tuchel or a Nagelsmann, perhaps. They're not getting Nagelsmann midseason. Tuchel fine, maybe. Fine, fine, Tuchel. Just just get. I mean, just get Lampard out of here. I don't have faith in him anymore. The fairy tale's over of the best ever player becoming manager and having. Is he the best ever player in Chelsea history? I don't. Who do you have? I mean, I, you could put Glenn Hoddle there. You could put Ruud Hullet. I honestly Hullet. say Hullet. As opposed to, like, the best actual, like, the best player to play for Chelsea. Not the, like, Ronaldo's the best player to ever play in the Premier League, but is he the best ever Premier You get what I'm saying? I see, I see. Uh, Hullet. I'd say Terry. I'd go Terry. I, I mean, I think it's between Lampard and Terry. Maybe or Hoddle. Although Hoddle's really a Spurs legend. That is a conversation for later. As I was saying. Uh, Liverpool, Chelsea, and City. Uh, Liverpool, unless they can get their wake-up call, which even if they like they should have done it, I'm not sure they have. I'm not sure they can wake up from this un- unless they make you know additions to their team. So I think I I would love to see a Man City Atletico final. I agree with what Zach said. Two completely different philosophies clashing against each other. Um, and at all the other teams. Uh, yeah, like maybe PSG. I don't know. With Pochettino, I'm sure Zach has something to say about that. I mean, I think Pochettino is a quality, quality manager, one of the greatest managers in world football. Shame. Yeah. No, he is a good manager. I he's won a trophy. Maybe that gets him over the hump. Because realistically, PSG have one of the best squads to compete. But the thing is, will Neymar and Mbappe stay past the season? I say Neymar does, Mbappe, and Haaland both go to Madrid. That would be a crazy front two. Mbappe running off of Haaland. That would be quite mad. I just... You'd hate that, but you you know it would be great. It would, but, like, Madrid can't do business. They just buy people and see them flop and send them back. I think think it would be fair to say that would be quite a surprise, right? If Mbappe... Speaking of surprises... (laughs) Ah, I see what you mean. What would you what would you say like the biggest surprise have been this season, good and bad? I mean, first off, it's just Chelsea being utter crap. But Miguel, I, I think we've milked this enough. I don't think I just. I just want to make sure the audience knows that Chelsea and Arsenal suck. Like I think I was say that also. Relax. That's what yours is going to be. I was gonna say all mine's are all mine are about teams, and one of mine was that Chelsea has been much worse than I expected. I'm pretty sure before the season I had them like second or third. You can finish your I think I had them third. Bad. I'll come back um, when you're done. Now I have them 11th. No. Hey, yo. I have them finishing 7th. No, 6th. That's fair. I think they could make it past Everson, right? Yeah, that's what I have them finishing 6th. Yeah. Because I think it would go City, Liverpool. I think it would go City, Liverpool, you United, Spurs, Leicester, Chelsea, Everton, Everton Arsenal. How beautiful it would be. Arsenal in eighth. No European football for them. <laughs> but, okay. Any other surprises, Miguel? Um, I also had Man United as good. I didn't think they were going to be this good. Um, like, I thought they would be top five, but I just didn't think they were going to be one at this point in the season, at least. Also, Crystal Palace. I was way too high on them. I had them definitely being top eight, and they were did not live up to that standard. Wait, <laughs> what? Why did you have Crystal Palace top that. eight? Oh, that's I mean, not. I really like Abreke Eze. Abreke Eze has been so good. I love Abreke Eze. Yeah, that's some that's someone that I had said in the past that I thought would break out, and I guess that's the only thing I got right about that team. Let's go, um, Miguel. Also, Moral I have, victories. Also, um, Leicester City has been... I guess not like super surprising, but they've done well. I don't think most people would have uh, expected at the beginning that Leicester City would be well ahead of Liverpool and Tottenham. I wouldn't say well ahead. Like they're four points ahead, so like not, Spurs have a game not, in like, hand. If Spurs win our next close, game, we're one point behind. We're two we points behind. Just making sure. Uh, okay, so for me, I mean, speaking of Eze, the be- most fun players to watch in the Prem. Is Grealish. No ifs, ands, or buts. It is Grealish. If you want to watch... Diving. I was going to... Or Blight. But my biggest surprise is Villa. The Jack Grealish show. He's been balling. He's been booling. 
agree. Emile Smith Rowe being an absolute. Emile Smith Rowe and Sokka being the new um, Xavi and Messi. I feel like that's a little too disrespectful to Smith Rowe and Sokka, actually, to be compared to those mortals. Uh, and Domblay actually being the best French. The best French midfielder in the Prem. John, what are your surprise? Oh, and whatever I'm happened to. Specific. You know, it's just because I'm saying he's better than Pogba. That's my entire joke. Okay. Oh, Pogba. <laughs> I don't think only Pogba only, only plays good during the transfer window. Yeah, same with Zaha. Yeah, well, Zaha hasn't been playing good. <laughs> uh, the disappearance of Delhi. What's happened to him? He was a nailed-on starter last season for Spurs. Mourinho's like favorite player. Now he doesn't even play. He wasn't even nailed on last season at all. For most of last season, he was. All right, but I. I mean, I just there's no because Ndombele is just better than him, and Hoiberg's better than him, and Sissoko's good at mopping up. Yeah. Uh, he's just playing cricket in the training ground. All right. It looks quite fun to play cricket with them, though. All right, shall I get into my surprise of the season? If you must. If I must. What if I don't? Then don't. Okay, fine. Uh, I have Chelsea. We talked about them. I have Villa. We talked about them. I really like Villa. They in the this weekend? No, not weekend. Um, they recently played. Uh, Man City, they lost 2-0. Shouldn't have lost 2-0. They played really well. I'm just really impressed. Uh, and uh, we didn't mention Ross Barkley, but I think he deserves a shout. Very good addition. Uh, but I guess talk a little bit about Sheffield United. I really just do not know what the hell happened to them because they were... When, where did they finish last season? Ninth? Yeah, they were challenging for Europe pretty much all season. And now... I think they, they're giving Derby County a run. The run thing is, the they're month. not... Derby were bad. Sheffield are bad. But Sheffield's losses, they're all like 1-0s, 2-0s, 2-1s. They're all close. Yeah. Derby were getting blown out every game. Yeah, all right, all right. Back, but, in, my yeah. pro, back in my heyday. You're... Okay. You were too. Anyway. Um, yeah, Sheffield United, they... I just don't know what happened to them. Chris Wilder is on the ropes. They're not firing him. I know, but, but like, they're not staring up either. Yeah, probably not. Although they beat Newcastle, which was good for them. Beating, beating Newcastle, wow. Bruce but Ball. yeah, that's it for this segment. We'll be right back after this break to go over the hot takes that you, the audience, have sent in. Welcome back to the Top 3 Podcast Premier League episode. We'll, we'll now be going through hot takes and giving our opinions on those hot takes sent in by you, the listeners. Zach, start us off with the first hot take. Uh, for today's episode, a lot of people have asked to remain anonymous who sent them in, so we're just not going to read any of them out. That's okay. Sorry, you'll get there next time. Uh, our first one is Emmy Martinez is a top three goalkeeper. We covered him a lot. So let's see. I, I'm just going to say no. I think Allison, Lloris, and Schmeichel are all better than him. Mm, that's just, that's fair. Just not too complicated, is it? I but I mean Martinez is definitely no Martinez is good. He's very quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah I actually I don't know if I rate Edison or Allison that much. I guess that's a bit of a hot take in and of itself, but you don't really have a lot to do. Yeah, I I think Allison's the best goalkeeper in the Prem, but. Ederson seems to make a lot of mistakes, though. Yeah. Allison, I'll give him... He has really good positioning. Our next hot take is that United have a real chance at winning the league. But this person is starting to doubt this. Yeah. Uh, we, I think we got that twice we from another it, person. But yeah, I think Yeah, it's they have a real chance, for I don't sure. Think, I don't think I don't they think will. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they'll be one of the top competitors. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, I just I don't see Ole doing enough to see out the rest of the season. It's more fun. It's fun. It's more fun when we yell at each other and argue. Than I don't us think just that's been yell worthy yet. <laughs> okay, Turkovsky's England's best center backs. Our next one. Ah, what is that? No. The person who sent this in is well renowned for having atrocious takes. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> But, no, I think on this season alone, Stones is better. I think Dyer's better. Maguire's better. Joe Gomez is better. Cody's better. Tyrone Mings is better. 
Ezri Kans is better. There you go, mate. There you go. Tarkov, I mean, he's he's good. Part of a good. Burnley has a good solid backline, but no one. Yeah. Who should start for? Which center back should start for England then? Oh, in your opinion? What system do they play? Do they play three at the they back? They three three at the back. But in my system, when I'm managing, we'll play four at the back because we're not silly. I think you should substitute that win for a big if. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, if Stathy can be manager of England, anybody can. For their, I don't know, John Stones, form of his life, maybe. I think John Stones and Maguire would be pretty probably. good. Probably, or Stones and Dyer. Yeah, back three of, would, would Dyer, Maguire, and... Uh, if you play a back three, you have to play Minx, because he's a left foot, he's left footed. All right. I, I rate Mings very much. Yeah. That, cur that cursed Mings in the city game. Bro, I actually have this curse. Whenever I talk about someone, say they're doing well, they always mess up. I mean, you've, you've mentioned Kane doing well quite a, quite a few times. Oh, God. Kane, don't, don't Twitter ACL. Uh, Miguel, we got another hot take? Our next hot take is that VAR is ruining soccer. No, here's the thing. Like, yes, it's annoying. But if we got what rid of VAR, it... VAR, for those who don't know? Oh, video assistance referee. It takes too long, but, like, video always does. My problem with it is that, like... The problem with getting rid of it is the second there's one call that VAR would have picked up that is missed, everybody will go ballistic. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like, yes, the offsides are annoying, but they're technically offside, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think the main problem is the inconsistencies with, like, penalties. And, well... I mean, it was definitely more prevalent in the beginning of the season when the average goal scored per game was above three, which is way above historical averages. Also, another problem with it is penalties are too hard to save now for goalies. If you have, if a goalie, if a striker can do a hop, skip, a dance, do the tango before they take it, but a keeper can't go off the line, the keeper should be allowed to put one foot off the line. I mean, if once you allow that, then you're gonna start putting two foots off. No, I mean, as long as it's not egregious. Egregious. I mean, once again, it's subjective. Yeah, that is subjective. Yeah, I mean, I guess also, like, VAR is doing many, many things right. I think I read something about it having over 90% accuracy or whatever. And, like, like, like you mentioned before, like, it just gets slandered for the one or two instances every couple of weeks where it gets something off. But Yeah, yeah for sure. I think it, it really depends on how much... Um, accuracy in, in terms of penalties is important to you because if you would rather just see the players play the game, then I guess it's understandable. But personally, I think that it's not hurting the league. Is that yeah. fair to yeah, say? It's fair. Also, uh, uh, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. I guess another case against VAR is that it kind of ruins goal celebrations. Right, like if you're called off, yeah, you just look over at the side video. Sorry to the the uh, linesman for a few. Yeah, and dropped off. Mm -hmm. Our next hot take is from the same person that's had all these controversial and questionable opinions. Paul Scholes and Roy Keane are the two greatest midfielders ever in the Prem. Now, as a midfield pairing, absolutely. As two actual midfielders, you could argue neither of them's even the best as a. You could argue Scholes isn't the best English center midfielder, and Keane isn't even the best defense midfielder. I'd say Gerard and Lampard are both better than Scholes. Yes, sir. And I'd say probably Vieira and Makalele are better than Keane. And Fabregas, but I think as a pairing, yes, are the greatest ever midfield pairing. As a pairing, that's... Hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely up for contention. But individually, I agree. Yeah. And there's also greatest... Greatest, as in... I hate greatest versus best. It's so annoying. <laughs> it, it's so... That's really picky when you do that. Yeah, it's just like... Greatest relies too much on, like, titles and legacy. Leadership. What's the What's the real difference if you're talking about all time? I mean, Roy Keane... Paul Scholes and Roy Keane won many more titles than Gerard did. They're greater. Wait, but they're the not better. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. It's silly. Uh, Miguel, what's our last hot take? I'll read it. Do you want me to read it out? Go on, then. Sure. The Tyneware Derby, the one between Newcastle and Sunderland, is the best derby in England. A hundred percent agree with this. It's two cities in the north of England. Not really much else to do around there. Very near each other. Two cities built upon football. The entire city watches it. 
loves to see it. The amount of hatred between the two clubs is remarkable. And it's the same Sunderland are now in League One, but when you get to watch, it's a treat. In my opinion, the only really derbies that can compete with it are um, Chelsea, or, bleh, Millwall versus West Ham. And Birmingham versus Villa. Birmingham versus Villa because Jack Rios got punched in that game last two, a few years ago. Yeah, I remember that. That was actually crazy. By by what by a fan? Yeah. That, yeah, honestly. Uh, and but the best derby of two teams in the Premier League, North London derby. Mm. That's all hatred between the two teams is incredible. Arsenal decides to move into North London, Tottenham's area. Tottenham's the only team in North London. Arsenal's from Woolwich. They're from their South London team, really. They just don't like to admit it. I mean, I can't say I'm not. I can't say I'm that knowledgeable about the geographical. I mean, Zach's British, right? So he must really. Know. Yeah. But what do you think the best derby is in England? Best, best uh, of all time? Did you say? Yeah. Of all time, I don't. I. I'm gonna admit that I didn't really start following uh, soccer. I mean, not not soccer, like the Premier League, that closely until a couple years back. So, I. Don't think I actually ever watched a time where Derby live or even like a replay of it. But in terms of quality, Manchester Derby. If anything, I'd go United Liverpool over that. United Liverpool. I mean, it's. I mean, it's close. It's close. It's close. Yeah. I mean, arguing about like best is. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Miguel. We can cut this part, but. I don't know what that question means at all, so... You know what a Darby is? No. It's a rivalry. Why wouldn't you just say rivalry? Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. Follow us on Instagram at the Top 3 Podcast if you want to submit hot takes and know when our newest episodes are up. Uh, Jiang, thank you for joining us. Yes. Pleasure being here. Our next episode, next Monday, will be movies. We have a very exciting guest for that one. Although I think I said about every episode. Am I not the most exciting guest you've ever had? No. Uh, Maybe most exciting casual. Yeah, casual guest. Thanks for listening. I'm Zach Cohen. I'm Miguel Munoz, and this is the Top 3 Podcast.